Go Jackers! Good afternoon, all. Welcome to Rec Talk. And oh, it's a good day to be a Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket. We're going to have some fun today. But before we get into the fun, uh, I hate to say we've suffered a loss here on the Rec Talk channel. My poor little cheap Fifi and Mike, I nicknamed her Fifi, has uh, has passed away. It's gone. Has gone. Uh, has gone on to a better place, which is right here. Uh, we're gonna have to put her out to pasture. But I do have a new mic. I hope it sounds great. That's why the audio in my last video sounded so bad, and it was actually because my um, webcam mic uh, was picking up the audio, and, and my actual mic wasn't working. So. Hope it sounds good. I think it sounds good. Um, but let's get into it. So this uh, this video was a suggestion uh, on the last live show, which, by the way, if you're not watching live shows, you should every Sunday at 8 p.m. This Sunday, we're going to be having Benjamin London on uh, 247 Reporter to talk about um, all the news in recruiting. There's been a ton of... Um, I'm not going to say huge big name athletes, but the, you know some four stars coming on campus. We've had some uh, some sign uh, three stars up to this point. Um, should be good. So, top five boneheaded things, stupid things that Jeff Collins did while he was the head coach at um, at Georgia Tech. Now, the hard part of this video was narrowing it down to just five. And I mean that. Like, I, I, it took me a second. I have a few honorable mentions, and I'm sure there's some things I'm forgetting uh, because his whole tenure at Georgia Tech was um, one big, boneheaded, ignorant move. But let's go with number five here. Number five is every press conference that, that Jeff Collins ever did. I put this at number five because it really doesn't have anything to do with how you play on the field. Um, but, oh, my God, was this guy a used car salesman. And, look, when he was hired, everyone was excited. I was excited. Even non-tech people thought this was a really good hire. Um, you know, he was kind of saying the right things. And, and look, he was a good recruiter. Um, and he was able to sell the brand of Georgia Tech. Um, the thing is that narrative got – uh, really old, uh, some three and nines later, right? Um, if you've seen one Jeff Collins press conference, you've literally seen every Jeff Collins press conference. Um, there's three words that he's just going to keep repeating, elite, high level, consistency, um, some variant of that. Uh, you know, Jeff you know, what do you need to do, um, you know, to prepare your team to play, you know, a really good Notre Dame team coming in? Uh, well, you know, they're an elite team. Um, they're the number six team in the country and they play like it. Uh, we're going to have to play at a very high level, uh, and with consistency. Uh, he also like always talked about, like he was never, ever critical of anything. Uh, you know, we're just going to love these kids. We're going to love them to death. Uh, make sure they're in a good place. And it's like, look, I'm all for, um, you know, showing people you care about them. But there's also something called accountability, you know. 
Um, there's also pushing people to get better, which is not always telling them what they want to hear and patting them on the booty. Um, and th- that's really all Jeff said. The other, the other um, thing is most, especially post-game press conferences, most of them were losses. You know, no one's more disappointed than me. Um, we let that one get away from us. We were just a few plays. There's just, you know, we did a lot of things really well. There's just a handful of plays, um, you know, and we're going to correct those. We're going to correct those. And in, in, in the games that we were close in and and there were, you know, there was a good many, um, most of that was like, we were able to get turnovers on defense, but we were getting out gained like by two and 300 yards. You know, it was just that the other team had made so many mistakes by some miracle we were still in it. And that that was the thing that I was the most irritated with. Um, I was wrong. I said that he said this after um, the ah, – my back. My back went out. Uh, after – sorry about that. The Georgia Tech – or the uh, Notre Dame and UGA losses in 2021. It was before. So leading into those two games, um, Jeff Collins said, uh, look, you know, we're, we're in, we're in every game that we're playing. We're in most, uh, every one of them, but one this season. And that just tells you how messed up Jeff Collins mind is. His goal is just to be somewhat in the game, you know, whether you win it or not. You know, you'd like to win it, but as long as you, as long as it's somewhat close within uh, two touchdowns, that that's some kind of bullcrap moral victory for him. But he said, if you don't, if you don't see the improvement in this team, uh, then you don't want to see it. He said that, and then we proceed to get beat a hundred to nothing in the next two games. If you don't want to see the improvement in the team, you don't want to see it. Next two games we get beat 100 to nothing. Notre Dame beats us 55 to nothing. Georgia beats us 45 to nothing. And Georgia could it, it could have been way worse than that. I mean, both of those teams could have scored 70 on us. But hey, just got to love on these kids, you know. I mean, don't don't push them. You know, you might hurt their feelings. Um, I can tell you this, you're not going to hurt their feelings any more than getting beat 100 to nothing. I can tell you that. Um so yeah, number five is every press conference Jeff Collins has ever given. Oh, the last thing I'll say is he was um, oftentimes like a bigger fan of the opposing team. Like he talked about the opposing team. Like I don't even know why we're going to play him. Like we don't even have a chance. You know, we, you know that we get beat forty-five to nothing by Georgia. Also, they sold out about ninety-five percent of our stadium. That's 100% Jeff Collins. That should be on here, too. Uh, maybe that's a, like honorable mention is getting our, our stadium sold out by UGA. What a piece of garbage Jeff Collins is. Um, that was the number one team in the country, and they play like it. I mean, they're a fantastic team. Well, at some point, Jeff, like, we, we, we need to play well. It's been three years, man, like WTF. You know, and by the way, he was on a podcast um, like three weeks ago talking about uh, how much he loved Kirby Smart, and he'd like to put his, you know, he'd like to get his knee pads out for him and and get over there. Yeah, just absolute nonsense. Um, anyways, number five, every press conference. Number four, 
And this is when I realized we had a major problem with Jeff Collins uh, was the Pat Narduzzi um, handshake. We'll show it here. I mean, look at this. What that? Let me. I'll show it again. Whoop! One more time. You know what he was mad about? In a close game where going for two made all the sense in the world uh, and made it where a field goal wouldn't win it for us when we got the ball back. So P- Pittsburgh scores. They go for two so that we've got to score a touchdown to win it. That's what Jeff Collins was pissed about. That's why he ripped his hand away there. Uh, he didn't like that Pat Narduzzi went to two, went went for two when um, any idiot in the world – would have done the same thing. That's when I realized Jeff Collins had a serious maturity issue. And that has been echoed by every action and every word he's spoken about Georgia Tech since he's been fired as the head coach. Um, Jeff Collins got his feelers hurt there and and acted like a petulant child in, in, on national TV, representing my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets disgraceful disgraceful um i don't and and i don't think he ever really apologized for that or i think the only thing he says yeah you know kind of it's an emotional game you know i wanted to get in the locker room like he, he made a bunch of excuses for that um that's when i knew we had a we had a problem though um that and that's um, reinforced for me by, you know, he leaves another honorable mention. He leaves uh, Georgia Tech. He's fired. And uh, from everyone I've talked to that's close uh, to the program and from, you know, if you if you look around message boards and stuff, like Jeff 100% believes that there was some grand conspiracy that got him fired that, you know, Brent Key becoming head coach didn't have nothing to do with going three and nine, three and nine, three and nine. Mm. It had to do with with uh, assassins in the program, you know, forces the Illuminati mo- looming in on them. Got him out. That's that's childish behavior. That's someone who can't accept responsibility for his own deficiencies. You think it's you think it's any wonder that he hasn't been hired yet? No. And and look, I don't think obviously he can just sit on eleven point three seven million for the rest you know, whatever. He's fine. But with the ego that Jeff Collins has, you know that he wants to get back into coaching college football. That's why he went to every spring practice of every team that that would have him um trying to sniff up their rears and crawl up their coattails. So, number four, um, the absolutely disgraceful Pat Narduzzi handshake. Number three is, like, every game he ever coached against Clemson. I don't I, I don't know what his deal was was, was with Clemson. We, I think we suffered, like, the worst loss in history. Uh, we got shut out, what, like, 73, 75 to nothing. Uh, by Clemson when Trevor was there. Um, he pulled, like, he he had us work out on the field, uh, like, while the 
the Clemson players were doing their warm up. Like we're going to intimidate Clemson when we're going three and nine, um, and we can't, you know, get a pass off in, in less than half a second. And I, I, like I don't, it, Jeff Collins is like a guy that he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, but he's really outsmarting himself. He's just complicating things to a point they could never work. And in his mind, it's genius. He's like he's like a it's like a the, the guy in the psych ward that that's like, no, man, I'm actually the doctor here. I'm not a patient. <laughs> that's Jeff Collins. Um, yeah, so we work out, you know, thinking we're going to intimidate Clemson. Uh, we probably just ended up wearing ourselves out because the way he ran practice uh, was also abysmal. So I'm sure we were gassed going into the opening kickoff. Genius, genius move there. Um. Also, let, let me show you guys this. This is something actually Sea Dog. I, I I had kind of missed this or forgot about it. Um, actually, I'll bring that up. I'll bring that up when we talk about the next thing on the list. But um, other thing is last year, you know, going into halftime, you know, we're in a close game with Clemson, and we were in a few close games with Clemson, even with Jeff, which is curious and. It, even a slightly better coach would have pulled out one of those games. Um, but there's what there's like 20 seconds left in the half. We have this really long review um, on a play, and then Collins takes a timeout to stop the clock. Now, when you take a timeout to stop the clock, you know, leading into halftime, what does that usually mean? We're going to take a few shots downfield and try to score, at least get a field goal. Mm, not with Jeff Collins. High-level intellect, baby. You take the timeout just to run the clock out. But you take a little longer to run the clock out. That's elite. That's an elite mindset, guys. I mean, you've got everyone confused, including your own staff and players when you do that. So, uh, yeah, that happened last year at the Benz with Clemson. And Dabo was even like, "What? what is this clown doing? What is this guy doing? Uh, so number three, everything that Jeff Collins ever did as it as it pertained to Clemson. Number two, so I hope as you can see, as we go down the list, these are things that affect us winning, losing more and more and more. Number two is Dave Patnode. Um, Dave Patnode, in my opinion, is the worst offensive coordinator in the history of football. And that even includes when, like, you play the NCAA video games, and you like you, you you're like role playing. You're a coordinator. By the way, there's even like groups where like you can give press conferences and like you can update, like, oh, whatever. Um, he's like all of those people are better offensive coordinators than than Dave Patnode. Uh, this was so Jeff bringing over Dave Patnode, um, absolute boneheaded decision, absolutely boneheaded decision. Um, oftentimes under Patnode, like the play clock would run down. We call a timeout, like all right, let's call a timeout. Let's get the right play in. Uh, often on third down, 
So we call a timeout, get the right play in, and then take a delay a game after the timeout. Now, a lot of times when you purposefully take a delay a game, it's when you're punting and you want to give your punter a little more room to, to like corner someone in, you know, on, on their own five or something. Uh, it wasn't on purpose. We would take a timeout and delay a game just because that's how friggin' confused we are. Dave Patnode 100% um, fit the bill of Jeff Collins, like we're going to outsmart everyone and we end up uh, outsmarting ourselves. Here's a perfect example. Uh, not that. Look at this formation. So look, look, look at this. This was against Clemson, I think, 2021, maybe? Um, and so for people who are just listening, let me describe this. We're, we're in our own, you know, we're on our own five, or we're on Clemson's five about to score, or uh, three or whatever, inside the five is what I meant to say. We have our center, and I guess, I don't know if those are two linemen or not. It's hard for me to see from here. We basically have three linemen in front. Jeff Sims in the gun with a running back beside him. Now, here's here's high-level intellect, guys. High-level intellect. Don't line up your linemen in front of the quarterback so they can protect him. That's, that's too straightforward and simple. Put all your offensive linemen out and, like, at wide receiver. That's what's going on here. Like like a bunch of these guys are offensive linemen. We have like a wide receiver on the outside. Um when we're on our like we're about to score on the two. What are what is this? What is this? You know what we did here? We ran it. We ran it up the middle. And out of out of this formation, any head coach that lets their offensive coordinator install and call plays and formations like this is a guy that's just absolutely out of touch with reality, and needs to like needs to be fired. Like if if I'm head coach and this is what my OC's trying to do, I'm like, look, man, I got good news and bad news. The good news is you're going to be able to take. Uh, a vacation. The bad news is um, make it forever because you're not ever coaching here again. So yeah, Pat, like also like Dave was a guy that, that really mirrored this like promoter mentality of coach. Like, you know, we're, we're playing Notre Dame this, this Saturday on ABC, ABC two thirty. Did you hear me? ABC two thirty. We're playing Notre Dame. Like, can you just talk about the game? Like, I, I know what – like, I, you don't have to sell Georgia Tech to me. I'm already a Georgia Tech fan. No one who's not a Georgia Tech fan is watching um, w- the pregame week, like, Tuesday press conference of the OC. Stop selling. Start coaching. Uh, he never was able to. And – the reason that he's so high on here at number two is that the only reason that, that Collins did fire him is because he was forced to. 100% if there wasn't pressure on Jeff Collins to make a change at OC because our offenses were abysmal. I mean, I think on average they were ranked like 110th in the country on offense. I mean, we could not get a first down. We did good in an offensive series to just not turn the ball over. 
I mean, that was that was doing better than a lot of drives if we could just not turn the ball over. And I know oh, well, we're, we were transitioning out of the triple option. The thing is, we got worse on offense as time went on, not better. Um, yeah. Now, Dave Patnode went to Old Dominion and ended up quitting or resigning three weeks before their season last year, which probably was the best thing that could have happened to them. They ended up upsetting Virginia Tech in game one. Uh, which probably wouldn't have happened if Patnode was the uh, OC. And w- and never gave any reason. I don't even think he said, oh, I'm doing this, you know, I've got some personal stuff going on. He didn't even say that. He just resigned, uh, which is curious because I'm pretty sure when you resign um, and you forfeit whatever buyout you might have. Um, so, yeah, just uh, the other thing is like – when when Bryce Coon was on the show, shout out to Bryce. Um, go go subscribe to the Crowded Booth if you're not. He does a great job. Interviews uh, most of the recruits we're signing right now, right uh, when they sign. Uh, but Bryce said, from everyone who was like inside the program, they just or that had been around Dave Patnode, said, yeah, Dave's just a weird dude. He's just a weird dude, uh, which makes me think just the airheaded kind of off color type guy um yeah that that he was here for three years is is insanity all right before we get to number two some honorable mentions honorable mention number one was this weird obsession with waffle house now don't get me wrong i freaking love waffle house um waffle house is great i always get the texas bacon patty melt no onion now, when you say no one, you're, they're probably going to put it on there anyways, but whatever. Uh, but I ain't got nothing against Waffle House. I don't really care about Waffle House when I'm watching football, though. I don't need um, the head coach of the team that I love, that I bleed white and gold for, telling me how great Waffle House is. Like, he would have Waffle House cups on the sideline with him, like making sure, did you get the Waffle House in the frame? Is it in the frame? He would get interviewed. He had like Waffle House Tuesdays or Waffle House Wednesdays. Um, you know, I get up seven thirty every morning. I go to Waffle House. Weird. Um, the other honorable mention, and I'm sure people are surprised this wasn't in the top five. And I didn't put it in the top five just because it doesn't really have anything to do with winning or losing. Can we talk about money down? Money down. This is something Jeff brought in. I know there's a lot of other teams. Like This isn't something specific to Jeff Collins or Georgia Tech at the time. But um, I think the reason we're $300 million in debt is writing all the checks for all the money downs we didn't cash out on. I mean, like if we were on, if we were on defense, like the, the more third and long – it was like the better chance that team had converting. I, I like it would be a good exercise to go back and look at how many third and fifteen or mores a team converted on us uh, in the three years that three and a quarter years that Collins was the coach, um, and 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 went the opposite way on offense. You know they would I think they would do it on offense too. Oh, money down. We, we couldn't convert to save our lives. Uh, now he he also um, printed out m- like three dollar bills 
with Jeff Collins' face on them and, like, gave them to the kids in the student section to throw on the field. I mean, this is freaking embarrassing, guys. This guy right here is a freaking embarrassment. Uh, let's print mon- f- money with my face on it and throw it on the field. Now, now this is now hilarious, it, you know, not for third down. This is hilariously ironic because three is uh, the win threshold that Jeff never was able to cross. So I hope he has a ton of these to remind him uh, he never did better than three and nine. And he never would have, even if he would have, if we would have given him the full fourth year, um, we would have got blown out in most of the games we played, most likely knowing him. So, honorable mention: the stupidity of money down and and Jeff Bucks, number one. And I'm going to put them together because they're kind of like they're often talked about together. Uh, special teams and penalties. Now. We did have a great kicker in, in uh, Presley Harvin. And, and thank God because, I mean, I'm sure we had to ice his leg after every game because we had to punt so much because our offense was so uh, garbage. So our, probably like our number one recruiting target uh, when Jeff was here was like, we got to find a good punter because we're going to be doing a lot of it. <laughs> you know, and let's get like an athletic staff – solely focused on him and uh, making sure his leg isn't too sore. Um, but just like, for instance, the beginning of this last season, the average team will have a blocked punt every other season. So they average half a blocked punt a season. Through the first four games of the 2022 season, we were averaging a blocked punt a game. Blocked punt a game. We had two blocked against Clemson. Um, we couldn't kick a field goal to save our lives. We Hell, we couldn't even kick an extra point. We couldn't even kick an extra point. I think the Citadel blocked an extra point against us. What does that have to do with transitioning from the triple option, by the way? having abysmal, abysmal special teams. And and Jeff kept leaning into that too. Like, you know, I, did, I know no one wants to hear it, but we did have a massive uh, uh, transformation. And, yeah, that's why we gave you, like, we gave you the first year free, really gave you two years free. But when you're getting beat 100 to nothing by Notre Dame and UGA in the, at the end of your third year, don't tell me that I don't see the improvement. And then he just, you know, hangs his, his head low. Uh, but, yeah, special teams was probably the, – the Georgia Tech special teams was probably the worst in the country while Jeff Collins was there. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, well, who was the special teams coach? You know, it might not all be Jeff. Maybe he made a bad hire at special teams coach. Jeff Collins was the special teams coach. <laughs> he gave that responsibility to himself. And it was the absolute worst part of our team. And, and the horrible thing is, like, sp- the things with special teams, special teams will, will, will win you games you probably shouldn't win, and they'll lose you games that you probably shouldn't lose. Special teams are pivotally important. And, and I'm lumping penalty in, penalties in with this, too, because the same is true with penalties. 
Uh, if if you are able to avoid penalties for the most part, you can probably steal a win you shouldn't get if other if you've letting the other team commit the penalties for you. And if you're just inundated with penalties, um, you, you're you're going to have trouble winning. We were probably one of the most penalized teams in the country uh, while Jeff was there. He talked about he talked all about this discipline and like every press conference he would talk about. You know, we're and we're going to fix those things. You know, we had we had penalties in these critical moments. It's like, yeah, dude, just shut up and correct it. You don't need to tell me you're going to correct it. That's kind of implied in that you're, uh, you know, making all this money to be the head coach. You know, I, I doubt there's anything I can say to you uh, to convince you. He said that to one reporter about them improving. No, because you we, we get worse and worse. But, yeah, I mean, think of the Central Florida game last year. We should have won that game. The opening drive, I think, like we had – about 40 million penalties in in the in the first drive. I mean, we'd get a first down penalty. And and that that went in with our lack of offense. If we did have an explosive offensive play, if we did dial up, you know, a 25-yard corner route we hit, penalty would bring it back. If we if we had a, you know, a big 50-yard touchdown run, penalty'd bring it back. I mean, it's just again embarrassing. And you might be thinking, well, you're being too hard on Jeff, man. Maybe you're being too hard on Jeff. I'll tell you why I'm not. Because the minute that Jeff, the stink of Jeff Collins left Georgia Tech, we go on the road, we beat Pitt, beat Pitt, Pitt. we go on the road and we beat Pitt. We beat a good Duke team in overtime at home. We beat Virginia Tech on the road. And we beat, at, which at the time I think was a one-loss or undefeated North Carolina. Um on the road uh, immediately make a make a change put Gavin Stewart in at kicker I think he might have missed one kick the rest of the season uh, didn't have another kick blocked the rest of the season um, you know I mean what what was Brent Key able to see that Jeff Collins wasn't well the, the difference is I think Brent Key is a is, is a really good uh, coach who's able to be honest with his players. Like just because you're hard on, on a player and you're pushing him, that don't mean you don't love him. Quite the opposite. If you do love him, you want him to be the best player he can be. Uh, Jeff could care. I mean, Jeff would say he wanted people to be the best players uh, and develop, but he didn't do anything uh, to action on it. You know, Jeff Collins was a guy that was really good at flapping the meat uh, gums that he had on his mouth. Um, as far as implementing anything that anyone would ever want to watch as it pertains to college football, uh, he was an absolute failure. Again, he hasn't been hired. There's a reason for that, and it's because he's an immature child um, who's not able to learn from his mistakes. I and look, I don't, I don't wish horrible on Jeff. You know, like it does hurt, uh, and I am pissed. He took 11.37 million from us. Uh, Trash talked us on the way out, and uh, is a sucking, suckling up to the teat of Kirby Smart these days. You know, um, maybe he will learn, but but I doubt it. So, anyways, um, what do you think about the list? Is there any boneheaded things Jeff did? Uh, that I'm missing out on. Let me know in the comments. Check the live show out this Sunday, and uh, you guys have a great day.